Hey folks, it's Aaron Morgenstein for FlexMedStaff.com. In this YouTube video, Corinne and I discuss why we set up an LLC or a PLC to work as an independent contracted physicians. There is some pros to it. There are not a lot of disadvantages to it. So hopefully you'll learn why we set up a PLC or an LLC to navigate the waters. Enjoy. <music> Today, we're going to talk about uh, setting up your business. Um, and as we, we know, we can do it in a couple of different ways. Um, you can set up an LLC or a PLLC. And uh, going from there, I'm going to ask you, what are the differences and what are the major misconceptions about this? Yeah, so one thing I always tell people when you become an independent physician, or an independent contractor, you're doing locums, part-time, whatever it is, you don't have to form an LLC or a PLC. So you do not have to be associated with an entity. You do or should look up in the particular state that you live in or the particular state you want to register an entity if you need a PLC or an LLC. Here's the reason why I did it. And it's it's not cheap, but you can take advantage of many of the things I'm about to say as a sole proprietor. So there's actually a little bit of a business expense to setting up an entity, but there's many organizational things I like about having an entity. So I set up a PLC. I did it through a lawyer, although you don't need to do it through a lawyer. I definitely overpaid for it. You can do it on your own. You can do it through these online services and FlexMed staff does offer one that is, in my opinion, the best, but you should vet it yourself. So you got to set it up with that state. And you also want to make sure you have a registered agent. This is my personal opinion, because if you have a registered agent, that means your business, your entity is associated with an address that's not yours. So if you don't have a registered agent, then you have to put your home address or a business address. Now, if you're like me, I don't have an official business address. So that would be listing my home address and no one wants that out there in public. This does cost you a little bit to get a registered agent, but it's not a lot, maybe $100, $200. Don't spend a ridiculous amount of money, like $500 plus for a lawyer to do it. So once I set up a PLC, now I got to take advantage of what I really wanted, and that was organization. So I set up a business account where I'm able to uh, make transactions. I'm able to collect my income through that business account. I set up a separate, once I get a bank account, I can get a separate business credit card. And now I try to run myself as a business. So all my ex business expenses go on to my business credit card, and it gets paid through the business Chase Bank account. I am concerned is that I do not want the IRS, if they were to audit me, I do not want money from one side, my personal expenses, going my business back and forth. That looks suspicious. So I funnel all my income and my business expenses in the, the bank, the, the, my primary business bank account, and I pay myself on a quarterly basis. X amount of dollars, right? Depending on what's in the bank account and what I really need. 
And by keeping that organized and tracking my business expenses, then I feel more comfortable if I were to get audited that I'll feel like everything's there and presented there. I will state that I am a big fan of purchasing some software to monitor your expenses. That's my personal thing. I have friends that track receipts and put it in shoeboxes. That's fine. But I do pay several hundred dollars for a, a decent software to track my business account and track my business expense and for me to be able to keep track of my receipts. Why is it that you formed an LLC to start this life? So uh, pretty much what you said, and that's what um, was uh, recommended to me by my um, team. Um, and it allowed me to set up, you know, the separate bank accounts, credit cards. And uh, uh, as you mentioned, of course, it doesn't protect us against medical malpractice. Only the malpractice does. Um, but basically, you're your own uh, small locums company, and that helps you when you negotiate with facilities. So we're going to go into that maybe in another video on the fair market value and uh, uh, how you're treated as an independent practitioner, contracting directly, et cetera. So um, it looks like basically when you have your personal LLC or PLLC that you're running your uh, own locums company. And that's uh, one of the main reasons. Yeah, there's definitely people that contract as an entity, mm -hmm. as either as for locums, per diem, part-time, full-time even, whatever. If they're willing to contract through your entity, there is some advantages on the, on the facility side. Some accountants believe that you have to do that. Uh, I'll leave it up to you, your accountant, your legal team to decide if your money needs to, if you need to be contracted through your LLC in order to put money into your LLC bank account, uh, I'll leave that up to your professional team. But that's something that some people believe you have to do in order to make it all look legit. Yeah. So um, as always, speak with your financial advisor or accountant about maximizing the structure of your uh, entity for tax purposes and for retirement funds. I will add for those for those that are interested in S corp, you should learn about it. You can only do an S corp if you have an entity. So you need an LLC or a PLC in order to do an S corp. That's a topic that's well beyond the scope of what we're interested in talking to you about. But if you do speak with a legal or a professional or accountant and they start talking about an S corp, you do need a you do need a S you need an LLC or a PLC. So when I speak to people about the advantage of an LLC or a PLC, I talk about how I use it to my advantage to stay organized. And the only thing or one of the major things that you can't do as a sole proprietor is an S-Corp. I also believe that you cannot do a cash balance plan or a defined benefits plan as a sole proprietor, you do need an LLC or a PLC. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty confident about that. I would say, and this is, comes up commonly, you do not need to be an entity, an LLC or a PLC, to have a 401k or a SEP. That's just not. So if, if you're just looking to have one independent contractor job, one source of income, then, and you only want to do up $50,000 or so into your 401k, then that's, 
that's what you do. You don't need an LLC to take advantage of the pass-through deduction. You don't need to be an LLC or a PLC. There is so much you can that can be done with as a sole proprietor that you really should weigh the pros and cons of developing a, an entity, a PLC or an LLC. But certainly, I think both of us have done it to take advantage of, uh, of or our organizational skills. I'll add this one last thing. So if you are independently contracting and there's a facility that's not interested in paying you your fair market value, you can ask them to pay you through an entity. It's as if your own staffing agency, it's completely silly. And we'll talk about it another time, but there is some advantage to the facility contracting through an entity rather than contracting with you directly. It's all very silly, but there's some reasons for it. You can speak with a healthcare attorney why that may be of value. I think that's it, Corinne. I think that we've done a nice job of covering why you and I developed a PLCs and LLC. We hope that people understand that you do not need an entity to do much of this work. A lot of what we have been able to accomplish through our entities, you can actually do as a sole proprietor as well. I hope everyone out there learned a little bit or a thing or two about this. Please, uh, please subscribe to our channel if you're interested in hearing more. Thanks.